What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Around the Crease podcast. This is episode 71. This is Mike Loveday, and I'm back with my co-host, Michael Ward, and we're going to talk a little bit about the high school lacrosse season, where we've been for the last few weeks, and we're going to dig deep into the Premier Lacrosse League and what's been going on and some of the hot topics over the first three weeks of that season. And we're starting now. All right, welcome back to episode 71 of the Around the Crease podcast. And yes, Michael Ward and I are back after a uh, a little bit of a hiatus. It's kind of surprising. It's been a couple weeks, but it's gone by fast because, you know, I've been busy, you've been busy. It's kind of the end of season, but also the start of the recruiting season that just kind of kept us busy and not able to really sit down and record. So uh, it's good to be back. It is good to be back. It's it's great. It's great to be home. In my case, yeah, I'm sure. I'm I sure. slept in my bed for the first time last night, and I think 14, 14 days. So uh, it's good to be back. Yeah, and that's kind of what we're gonna touch on today, because obviously we have um, the obviously the start of the basically the recruiting season. I mean, I really I think that's what everybody kind of refers to it as. So we have the recruiting season that's cranking up now. Um, you've been to a few events. I've been to an event, and then at the end of the show, we I want to talk about just the uh, the Premier Lacrosse League and the PLL and kind of get our thoughts on that. I know it's a little bit out of our usual uh, range, but it's lacrosse and there's not a whole lot of other stuff going on. So it's even, it's, it's the topic of conversation. Um, and I have some thoughts. Uh, so that usually helps. But to kick it off, Michael, why don't you kind of let us know, like, I don't even know every place that you've been over the last few weeks. So what have, what have you been up to for the last few weeks? Oh, okay. uh, well, let's, I'm, I'm trying, I have to go back and remember it because <laughs> When I was through it yesterday, as I got, I was trying to all the states I was in, just stopping and starting. So, uh, I think from the very beginning of being on the road was the Ohio Championships, the mm-hmm. high school championships for Ohio, which were at uh, Ohio Wesleyan University. And I always try to get a little um, something extra out of everything. So, yeah. you know, try to kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. So the convenience of that was at Ohio Wesleyan was. I got to watch the D2 championship, the D1 championship, and then the following Sunday, there was the D3, the Midwest D3 showcase. Yeah. So I signed my son up for that. So conveniently for me that we slept overnight, he got to perform in that the next day. Um, he got to watch the high school games with me. He got to help me, you know, keep track of uh, all the stats and, yeah. you know, which was a nice eye opener for him to watch the game again, which I've said, if your kids haven't watched a high school game of kids, their contemporaries, t- take them to it yeah. because it was an eye opener for them. And it was a, uh, and it, and it motivated them. It really motivated them. Yeah. Especially when there were kids who I said, well, this, this player's going here, this player's going here. And he's like, really? Okay. And you know, it's sort of like I could do what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, so th- from a father standpoint, I enjoyed that from a reporter standpoint, uh, journalist standpoint, uh, the, 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 the high school games were great. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it, it, I mean, I love going to the high school. Game. I, I love it. Yeah. I was covering them for, uh, inside lacrosse. I yeah. mean, if, if I'm, you know, going to be honest, which I appreciated because, um, let's just say in one year we got inside lacrosse to cover Midwest high school championships yeah. because then I, I also covered, uh, the Michigan championships. I did, uh, the Loyola <clears throat> new Trier 
sectional, sectional final. championship for yeah. him. And then, and then I did a lot of um, uh, player evaluations for him. They gave me a whole list of players that they've heard about, some top-level players, and then asked me to do valuations for him, which I really liked. I don't know if they were um, prepared for my <laughs> level of uh, getting it. You know, because I've seen some of the – some evaluations before and and it's just like oh it's almost like talking points yeah um where i went in depth because i know how serious these are especially the kids in the midwest when you get to see your name in in print or online yeah uh i i feel it was worth my to do as much work as possible so i reached out to coaches i reached out to players i reached out to a post just to get what's their opinion what you know and all it was was a little blurb right so I don't, you know, when I I took it very seriously because I would hope if it was someone doing something like that for my son, yeah, that they would actually take the time to do the work. So I really enjoyed that. So that was one thing that 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 came across. And then so from there, just came home, did did that. I'm trying to think what ha- what happened. Uh, and, the reason and then the following were... week, go ahead. Yeah, the, well, the following week I went to Michigan. Yeah. For the Michigan State Championships. Uh, did the same thing, covering them for, you know, us and inside lacrosse. And uh, again, which which I appreciated, that they're covering the Midwest. Yeah. Anything that covers the Midwest, you know me, that's that's what I care about. Uh, my son's travel team is from Detroit. So two days later, he had his practice. Mm-hmm. So we just stayed. Yeah. So this, when I was in Detroit, uh, and then from Detroit... His practice, three, two days, I decided I have a young son. Let's go look at some colleges. So we drove from Detroit to Cleveland, straight down Ohio. So we visited Baldwin-Wallace University, College of Wooster, Kenyon, and Denison, mm-hmm. which were all, you know, again, some people might, not, might have never heard of all these schools. One of these schools what Every one of them had like something that was just like, wow, like where I was like, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. So that's made it so that now I'm, you know, we're on a few days. It's just me and the son. Then we went to New Jersey. I keep I keep forgetting. So he was <laughs> at a, he was at a um, IMCLA tournament in New Jersey, okay. which is uh, the Coaches Association. We had a few days there and then went to... Uh, uh, Bel Air, Maryland, for the Inside Lacrosse Session One Lacrosse Tournament, mm-hmm. and spent a few days there, uh, and then just got home yesterday. Yeah. So that was uh, uh, that was a run. I saw a lot of lacrosse. Uh, saw a lot of kids. I had to have watched oh a thousand kids. Yeah. I mean, I just you know when my son wasn't playing, I was walking around watching teams. Now yeah. here's what here's how I figured it out. I followed wherever the college, wherever I saw the most college coaches go. Yeah. Because, well, I, I guess a secret, or a, I always knew this, um, but college coaches usually are given names of players to watch. Yeah. You know, they know who to watch. So um, at one point, I was watching. <laughs> this is probably, I probably shouldn't say this about my. I was watching my son's game. Yeah. And uh, the. Uh, the editor of Inside Lacrosse was behind me watching the game behind me. Yeah. So immediately I turned around. I said, there must be someone important here. And I saw 
over there from Detroit. Yeah. I mean, from Denver. And I'm like, okay, there's some, there must be someone real good over here. So I walked away from watching my son's game <laughs> and then watched that, watched that game to try to figure out who the player was. So it was almost like a test for me. Like, right. Can I pick out the player? Yeah. So I was pretty darn good. Um, I have to say for the whole, I would walk up and say to, you know, here's a coach from Holy Cross. Here was a coach from Denver. I didn't talk to Bill Tierney. I wanted to, but he sort of disappeared. But I just said, who are you interested? And then they gave me a crazy look, yeah. like, who the hell are you? Just sort of <laughs> popping up out of nowhere. And of course, I would say, I'm from laxrecords.com. Yeah. I don't know if they knew it. Yeah. I don't know if they've, but I know this. I let them know that there was something that, and, yeah. you know, like here we're we're doing this together. Yeah, and so they were all sharing, and, and, and it became funny because I was in the conversation with like four coaches. Yeah, like oh, I agree with this, and I like this, and like that. And then I just sort of walked away and chuckled, and like that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was that was my experience for the last uh, last few weeks, plus seeing some great high school championship games. So what did you think of the? How about you? Were you? I know you were gone. Well, yeah. Um, before we get there, like, how what what was your opinion of the inside lacrosse invitational? Because I've never actually, I've never been to uh, it. Okay, so I've been to it for, I've been to four inside lacrosse uh, invitationals over the last three years. Some in the fall, some in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, they've gotten better every year. That's what you'd expect. This year, so there's two. Well, yeah, well, so it's in the same it's Better location. than the other so way around. The, the location, <laughs> right, right. I would say they doubled the amount of teams this year than uh-huh. last year. I, I don't know if that's good or bad because I always used to tell people, and I, 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 I'm not shilling for anybody here. Mm-hmm. Everything I say, if I, I'll, I'll, I'll badmouth something if it warrants it, but I'll also praise it. Right. Um, I've always told people the inside lacrosse session one session that I was at where my son was participating with a team, I would say is not the A level teams. Okay. I'll say it's the B level teams. Okay. Which is still good lacrosse. You know, it's not so the team my son is on, there's a red team and a white team. Okay. Um let's say the red team is a D one level and the white team is a D three level. Not a not a problem with that. Just the reality, and I prefer reality than saying, "Hey, everyone can make D one because you can't." Right. So, so inside lacrosse has two sessions. Session one, I would say, is geared towards that. Session two, which is in another couple weeks at the same location, is the is the upper echelon. Okay. They put on a very good tournament. Okay. Well run. Um, ESPN three. Yeah. Did their did their championship games at Johns Hopkins? Yeah, I saw I mean, that. I mean, we didn't get to the championship game, so I, that didn't happen. But right. but I mean, that's pretty cool. It's a good uh, good carrot to dangle. You're right, and so you, you know they're learning. They're learning from other things and 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 getting feedback, and they're not afraid to ask. I spent a lot of time uh, with Tommy Lyons, who works for them, who is uh, who's in charge of it, mm-hmm. and he. What do you think of this? What do you think needs to be done here? What do you think he needs to be done here? And I said, I, I said I like it. I, I used to tell people, you could maybe have eight teams in your division. So mm-hmm. although twenty ones had mm, probably sixteen, um, 
the amount of college coaches to teams is fantastic. Yeah. It's because you're in a smaller location, but you have 60 college coaches. Yeah. And they're all right there. And there's, you know, eight games going on for one age group. There's four games for another. So they're all there. Like yeah. you're sitting there next to coaches the whole time. Yeah. So as I said, the bang for your buck was good, I guess. I don't know what the, ba- the I don't know what the buck cost, <laughs> right. you know. Uh, but as far as teams going and wanting to actually have to actually see, you see these coaches. Yeah. I've been to other tournaments where they're like, "Oh, we've got 60 college coaches and I haven't seen one." Yeah. Uh, which happens a lot. Yeah. You see these guys standing, right? Like you know some of these guys. Like, yeah. you're like, "Wow." I mean, seeing Bill Tierney go walking by. Yeah. Like I doubled, you know. I, <laughs> yeah, is he, is he standing here? Used to seeing so, him on TV, <laughs> right? So, so that was a good. That was good, and I was happy about that. The I, did you lose me here? Something I don't. Something just in there. Uh, the IMCLA one uh-huh. um, in New Jersey uh, wasn't wasn't as good. Okay. Um, I mean, the here you're going to play lacrosse for the kids. It's fine. I, yeah. you know, I don't. Whatever. If they're, ha- I, I kept saying to my son the whole time, "Are you having fun?" And he's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Okay, that, you know, right. I'm not expecting some coach to come walking up to my son after playing a game of lacrosse. I'm like, we want you, son. Right. You know, like, the, like I think a lot of people think is going to happen. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Right. So they might write your name down. There's a whole um, database that what age group you're in. Like they may right. not be able to come talk to you anyway. Right. Well, there was a lot of D3 coaches, and the D3 right. coaches could come and talk to you. And yeah. then there were uncommitted 20s, so they could be talked to. Yeah. Uh, and But they also will talk to the coach and say, tell me about this kid. So I saw kids who I said, that's a D1 player. Yeah. That's a D1 player. That's a D1 player. And then I saw other kids who aren't. Right. Or, that, or not yet. Yeah. You know? You get at this age right now where that my son is at is the 16 years old, pretty mm-hmm. much, you know, going into the junior year. So you have kids, let's say for my son, who is who is five, five, 125 pounds. Mm-hmm. And he was and he was being covered at one point by a kid who is six, three, one ninety. <laughs> and it, it was a, it's a man amongst boys. And right. And they're playing, and they're all playing to show off a little, you know, to to, to right. get recruited. They're hoping to get pressed. So, right. So when my son gets the ball behind the cage, you know, they're not playing off. Yeah. They're attacking him. Right. They, he can't outrun him. Right. So, you know, I just said, you know, play play your game. Uh, that's that's the reality of it. Again, yeah. I don't know how many people have the reality check of when they're at this. I think a lot of parents think, oh, my kid's a individual. My kid's a Division One player. Funny enough, I was recognized yeah. by people from the East Coast, which always gets weird. <laughs> now, I will say this. One day I was wearing my Lax Records thing, so they noticed the logo. It's a very yeah. – if you're on the internet, you know the logo. So yeah. they said, oh. And then they would say, can you come – this is my kid over there. And they're like, yeah, he's looking at Villanova. Um, I don't want to say that. He's looking at Villanova, yeah, yeah. Lehigh. Bucknell, and I'm like, which one? And they're like, that one. I'm like, oh, I'm like, those are great, sco- you know, great <clears throat> schools. Good luck. Uh, I'm, you know, I hope it works out. And then I sort of walk away, being like, 
I don't know if the kid's fully grown. I don't know that, but I'm right. looking at it saying. You see him for 10, 15 minutes. It's not like, you know, it's a, it's a I hard, I mean, it's, it's. But you could tell a skilled player. Yes. When you see that hand go offhand and they, and they can't make the pass, like, it, like it's, 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 it's awkward. Yeah. And if I saw that, who's by no means an expert. Yeah. Um, and a college coach, I'm like that. No. Yeah. So I'm sad. I, I don't know if I, I'm sort of saddened. And I had this conversation with the inside lacrosse staff. There has to be at some point a reality check for parents, maybe. I, and I don't know who does. I mean, because there are kids who, who are great. And when yeah. you see them, they stick out. I mean, they yeah. stick like you've seen it. They, they you, rise. Right. We watched some of the best teams over the season. Yeah. I mean, like St. Anthony's. I mean, you just look at that whole team and you start la- you, like I giggle. Like yeah. I'm like, this is unbelievable to watch. Like, how lucky are these people to see this? Like, yes. Like, I mean, the best. Play- I watched call. I saw Culver play 10 times. Yeah. Every kid's going D1. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is the difference. Uh, watching Brother Rice play. Yeah. And then you see some of the other. So I I struggle a little bit where, you know, like people were asking me like, oh, does your son want to play college? I said, of course he wants to play college. Right. They're like, is he going to play college? I go, sort of not up to him. Yeah. You know, sort of up to his skill, how much work he wants to put in. Now, I truly do believe if you, if a child or if a kid puts in the work, yeah. busts his ass, works, stick skills are a great equalizer, and those things you could work on, there is a spot for you somewhere in a college. Yeah, I, there are enough colleges, there are enough programs that you could you could look at it. And um, we have talked like it's uh, it may not be it may not be Duke, but right. it could be Clemson. Which is right. an ACC school, but it may be an MCLA, which is a perfect. Like I, I, I shudder whenever I hear people say, "Oh, like or some," you know, give that reaction. I'm like, you know what? I was like, you're getting it's education first. I think a lot of people lose perspective of that. Like, right. right. So that was the that was the trip we took coming from Ohio. I said, I said, this is your target. This is your this is your wheelhouse right now. As of right now, this is what your target is. This is yeah. you're looking at. Hopefully Baldwin Wallace, Wooster, those. Here's the schools. Let's yeah. check them out. Um, we talked with a coach at Baldwin Wallace, the assistant coach. Um, what a facility! Like I, I mean, crazy. Yeah. Just like like my son, who, who you know, like the typical teenagers, engaged in. Like I want to watch my phone and don't want to listen to dad. Was like this is great, and yeah. I'm like, my job is done. Like I said, like. He finally got it. Yeah. He's been watching high school lacrosse. He saw kids who were going D3. Yeah. Then he got to see some of these D3 schools. And then he's like, I, I, I can't wait to get home to work out. He worked out. He played wall ball today for two and a half hours in my basement. Yeah. We got home yesterday from two weeks on the road. He got up this morning, took my, I made a workout mix from him. And it's all 80s, like heavy metal music. <laughs> yeah. And he played it down, you know, it's Motley Crue and, 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 and Ozzy Osbourne, ACDC, and he's like, can you put the music on for me? I'm like, yeah. And then two and a half hours later, he comes up sweaty with a hairband on, yeah. like a like Danielson, just <laughs> doing wall ball. In the, and I'm like, this has never happened. Yeah. And then signed up for the ACT. So There you go. 
So whatever my trip was worked for me. Yeah. I wish it was like the magic potion yeah. for everyone, but he seemed to have got it in this two weeks. Yeah. He saw Justin Glad score a game-winning goal with a second left in the Michigan State Championship. Yeah. And it was amazing. And he's just like, oh, my God. Yeah. And then he's, you know, and then the adulation. And he said, I wish I could beat, like, I wish that would be, I could do that. Like, yeah. I wish. And I said, work your butt off. Yeah. You know, work your butt off. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so that was my two weeks. These are the things that have happened that, as I'm recalling it, it, it makes me happy that I, the end result was my kid two and a half hours today doing yeah. that. Well, it sounds like you uh, had to spend made, a few weeks. That made it worth son. it. Yeah, and you got yeah. to spend a couple of weeks with your son on the road, which is, you know, right. th- the time right. itself is worth it. <laughs> like I said to people, one of my first articles, if I spent $50,000 and I got to, to help raise my child hands on. Yeah. Till he went away to college and just been like there for him. Yeah. I, I think that's worth it because I don't think a lot of people get that opportunity. And I know that I'm lucky and I'm, and I'm, and I'm blessed to have that opportunity. Yeah. So, and I, I'd all, be, this, all I'd be, this is good. Yeah. I'd be willing to wager that somewhere down, you know, 15, 20, 30 years from now, you guys will be sitting down and he'll be like, dad, you remember that trip we took in the summer of 2019 when we saw the championship games? Like he'll remember that trip. You know, it'll be, I, I, I know, I know <laughs> he will because there were certain things where I've looked at him. And I said, you'll never forget what you just saw in a million years. Yeah. Like, cause you see crazy things on the road or right. Yeah. I go, you'll never forget what we just saw there. I mean, we've seen some, some goofy things and stuff like that. So th- those are, that makes it all worth it to yeah. me. Again, don't want to sound sappy and, but it does. It's it's what makes it worth oh, it. To it's me. worth so, it. It's the, the yeah. human the human moments are what makes right. it you know memorable. And, and that and that's everything that's important about this. Yeah. I like seeing I like seeing young men, uh, young women, um, excel, work hard because yeah. it it gives me hope for the <laughs> again this it gives me hope for the future. Yeah. It really does. Like to see people being aggressive and challenging themselves as opposed to what you see on TV and what's blasted at you on social right. media right. to actually see it's not all true. Not all these kids are sort of slackers and, oh, you know, yeah. do it. there are kids, you see these kids working and you're going, they're going to, they're going to be fine. Yeah. We're going to be fine. I, yeah. Again, it's a whole macro look and it's crazy, yeah. but, but it, it, it's, I don't even know what the word is. It, it's uh, reassuring, I guess. Yeah. It's reassuring to me. Yeah. So, that's that wraps up my yeah. business. <laughs> I, I can't say that my my trip was quite you know that that level of memorable, but uh, I did I had a, a fantastic time. So I guess uh, if you're listening to this on the Sunday we release it, it was about a week ago. Then like on the Sunday, I guess it was the what would that be the 15th or whatever. I left for Minnesota because I had the opportunity to check out the Ideal Lacrosse Showcase. Now this is an event like I had heard of it. It's in its fourth year. I had heard of it before, but it wasn't anything I'd ever. I'd ever seen. I had just gotten contacted by Bob Dignazio, who was the director of the event, late last year. Like I want to say, like November or December. And so we started talking. So I agreed to come up and 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 cover it and take some photos for him and stuff like that. Um, and I gotta say, like I walked away very impressed. Now I have to, I've attended a lot of lacrosse events in the ten years that I've ten or thirteen years I've been covering lacrosse, but I also used to work for a company that ran a lacrosse event. So the Warrior Forty was an event that my company when I was with ESPN, like we ran. Um so I've been on both sides of an event. So like I'm always one of those people like I look for markers. I look for things to see like, oh you know, is it a well run event? Because for one of those things like, you know, if I'm 
covering it, like I have to make the decision, like, is this something I would cover again? Like, is this something I see or is this something that looks like it was thrown together, um, you know, haphazardly? And I was amazed because it turns out this event is basically run and organized by one guy, just by Bob. And it was fluid from like, I mean, we had a team of people that used to run this stuff. I mean, you're talking about like, and there's so many things that can go wrong um, in an event like that. And I just walked away really impressed because, like, I remember I got there on Monday morning and um, Bob was the only one there. And he was kind of setting up and getting everything ready for the kids to get their um, uniforms, which, like, they had color-coded socks based on what graduation year. So a college coach is sitting on the sideline could just look at their socks and be like, oh, that's a 2022, it's a 2023, um, which I thought was pretty ingenious and very quick, quick way to do it. But he just had everything set up. And then, like, I was talking, I was like, oh, you know, your helpers comment. He was like oh, you know, sometimes some of the college coaches pitch in. He's like, but I usually do all this myself. And I was like, oh, like, okay. I was like, well, do you, and I can't just stand there. So I asked him if he needed a hand. So I helped put up the banner and uh, some of that stuff that I ended up taking the pictures because I took the kids' headshots. Um, so like just from that aspect, if you're just talking the organization aspect, like that was impressive to me because it's usually not something, I mean, there was 80 kids. Um, and I think there was probably all told over the course of the two days, 20 or 30 college coaches attended. Some college coaches attended because um, there was college coaches coached the teams and the players. So like they had a practice session um, Monday morning and Tuesday morning. But they had and those were all run by the same college coaches. So we had coaches from Marquette, St. John's, Princeton, um, Canisius. I'm trying to think I don't want to leave anybody out, but there was uh, Manhattan. Um, and there was a few more, and I'm just kind of losing it in the logos. Uh, but so there was that. But then there was also a bunch of college coaches that were just literally there to watch. They showed up for the games. They sat along the sidelines. Um, and it was like he had some college coaches helping, but still ran himself. From the organization standpoint alone, like that walked away kind of made it was like, all right, I made the good choice by coming here. And it was funny. Like I joked with Bob, and granted, I first time I'd ever met him in person, and uh, – I don't know if I'm going to be able to bleep this out, but hopefully people don't get offended too well. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's like everybody here is really like, the first thing everybody says whenever I'm here, like after getting content, they're like, oh, yeah, Bob's a great guy. And he kind of joked and he was like, he's like, what would you expect? I was like, well, if everybody's first words out of their mouth is Bob's really a dick, like I would have to hesitate on like, you know, why to hear. I was like, but literally I was like, un without even asking, like I just, you know, mention your name. And the first response is like, Oh, Bob's such a great guy. Like, I was like, that tells me a lot. Like, that's the first thing, like unprompted people just feel the need to share that. Um, but then obviously I was there for the lacrosse and the players and you got to realize like Minnesota literally just finished playing their season. Like they finished, like the state championship game was played on Saturday. I left on Sunday and some of those kids that were on the state championship team were there on Monday. So it was for some of those kids, like they were a week or less um, departed from their season. So that was uh, obviously led to pretty sharp lacrosse. And obviously it's, it was an all Minnesota kids. I think um, on the players that I'll have in my right, because I do a players who impress from the event and that'll be out. Um, on Sunday, depending on when you're listening to this, it may already be out. But there was kids from Wisconsin. There was a kid from Illinois. Um, but most of them were Minnesota. But there was a few kids from just the general Midwest as well. And they were sharp. Like, it was impressive. Like, I've always been impressed with the Minnesota kids. I think I sent a tweet a tweet out that says, like, this is not a newsflash. But there's some real talented kids and some big kids Ton. out there. Like, it's not, Ton. you know. But, you know, and it was a really, it was an intimate, intimate showcase. Like, there was 80 kids and... 
it was two fields ran. Um, and so like the coaches were in the middle. So literally coaches would flip back and forth. Like there was one coach, it was the Marion coach. Like he would literally like, he would watch one of the play. And when they took a timeout or when players were at the other end, he would turn and watch the other field. So like plenty of exposure for the kids. And kind of like you said, the, the cream of the crop tends to rise. Like there's yeah. a kid, like I was standing next to one of the coaches and I never will identify a coach who says whatever, um, because it's not, not their <laughs> it's up to them to say this, but I was standing next to a coach and I said something. I was like, did you get that kid's number? And it was number, I believe it was number 17. He was like, that kid's the man like immediately. <laughs> and like, I had been seeing this kid like over and over. And like, it, as you know, like when you start recognizing the same kid over and over, like because of something they're doing, like, you know, there's something there. That's like, it. You right. know, it's just like, you can't help but like your it eyes gravitate up. towards them. Like they're doing stuff right. And you just notice them over and over again. That's usually the, the key, but they want to have that kind of like vindication from a college coach, especially something so animated. I'm like, all right. Like, you know, it's like, it feels good to be right. Like kind of thing. Like, uh, and I make my notes, but then I always refer to college coaches and I'm always like, it's always vindicating for me to be like, That's all right, I have, right. you know, I have a lot of the same guys. Like it's usually never a one-to-one down the list. Like they usually have someone, but it also depends on what they're looking for. You realize, um, you know, coaches are looking like, oh, we have these spots. So they may not be really looking at defensemen because they may have some of those spots filled or something like that. Um, but yeah, the, the lacrosse itself was phenomenal. Like it was very impressive. We had decent weather, um, which I am not accustomed to at this point in time in the season. Like the weather's been, it's just used to bad weather at this point. Um, but the rain held off on Monday and Tuesday was gorgeous. But I got to say like the one part of the event um, that, I walked away with is they had a Q and a um, like they allowed parents and players came in after all the field stuff was done. After the games were played, they had the coaches from Manhattan, St. John's Princeton. Oh, and I'm uh, Detroit mercy. Um, oh, they, they were the coaches who were coaching a lot of some of the coaches that were coaching the teams. They had them on a panel and um, they had all the parents and coaches in the basically in the little auditorium. And it was a Q and a, um, just straight like parents could ask anything they wanted players could ask anything they wanted and of the division one coaches and it was just it was an hour long and I recorded it so it's going to be a podcast of its own at some point because I was able to kind of set my phone up in the audio in sections depending on how far some of the people were you may or may not hear them but um, it was there was moments that I forgot that I was there taking pictures because I became so enraptured in what the college coaches were saying and keep in mind like I'm not trying to get a scholarship or play division one lacrosse. Right. It was just the coaches, like when they were explaining stuff, I'm like, this is such great information. I was like, these guys, could, and I got to say coach Miller from St. John's, like he really needs to go on the road with because he was phenomenal. Like he was just so great. Like he has probably a 10 because it was at the end. And like I was telling Bob afterwards, I was like, it's always funny whenever you actually turn the mic on like because bob had his list of preset questions just to prompt everything and then so that was probably the first 20 25 minutes and he opened up the crowd and i was happy to see some kids ask questions but then there was a point where it was just nothing and i'm thinking the back of my head i'm like no one has asked about scholarships at all like and i was surprised and i was like well maybe people they think it got covered enough and basically what other coaches and then coach miller he was like no one wonders how you're going to pay for all this stuff like he just flat out I found out later, Bob told me, he was like, he does it every year. We just wait for it. He was like, usually someone asks, but this year, like, everybody was just shy. I don't know if everybody was tired. It was probably the greatest 15 minutes that I have ever heard someone talk. Like, 
I was this praying like I remember as he was talking about the um the scholarships and he was breaking it down as far as like how it hits a college recruiting budget like how like or how it hits their scholarships like you have to have this grade point average and the money doesn't count or if it hits this grade point average it does count and then you know we can use this money and this money and this money and he was like and the one thing he was always telling like he kept repeating was um be careful what you hear on a sideline of a cross game about someone getting a full ride. He was like, because it might be academic money, scholarship money. He was like, and there was another pool of money. He's like, there's three pools of money that they can pull from. And he just broke it down on like how it all works. And basically like lifted the veil. And I did forget I was there to take pictures. Because I remember at one point I sat down. I'm just kind of watching him. I'm like, oh, crap. I'm supposed to take a picture. <laughs> it's just like one of those moments. So that is going to be – I'm probably going to make that its own clip um, at some point. Because it's worth just – and I even told I walked up to him afterwards and I asked him if he'd be if he'll come on the podcast at one time. And he, he said, yeah, he was like, it was funny because he told everybody he's like, oh, I, he's like, I get 350 emails. He's like, I just checked in the hour I was sitting here. I got 350 emails. And he told me he's like, as much as I said that I don't check my emails, he's like, email me. I was like, all right. I was like, I'll probably give you a phone call, too, just to, to confirm since I know how busy these guys are. We'll wait till the recruiting season's over. Um, but, yeah, that was one of the moments that just kind of really stood out that they had that kind of level of education part so the kids and the and the parents can hear just and the coaches were there was no bs they were real they were like hey this is how it is people asked like how do you get noticed how do you see and they're like and a lot of it came down to like they want the kids to reach out they don't want to hear from michael ward senior that michael ward junior really is interested in detroit mercy they want to hear from junior and him and they're like don't send it from your parents email don't send it from like don't have a recruiting service some of the coaches seem to be a little bit more but it was also like make it a personalized email they're like if you send um to uh you know coach tierney an email that says hey coach miller i'm really interested in oh. uh in st john's and they're like that happens a lot oh it's it just does, that, yeah, that, that every this, coach every coach talks about it and they're like you make sure because if you're in the and one of the coaches said, like, if I get that email, I'll forward it on. And J- Coach Miller, he's like, it goes into my trash. He's like, if you send me an email saying for the D- Detroit Mercy, he's like, it goes straight to the trash. He's like, because if you can't take the time to know where you're sending the email or who you're sending it to, he was like, it's just flat out. And I'm like, right. well, that's what I would expect. Like, if I send a potential employer, like, because I always think of it from that end. It's like, you know, if I'm looking for a job and I send, you know, um, I'm going to lose. If I sent inside lacrosse, be like, Hey, I'd really love to work for us lacrosse. Like they're not going <laughs> to send it over. They're not going to forward it their way. They're like, all right, that's going in the mail, the, 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 uh, in the trash. So, um, it was just a really fantastic part. And if that wasn't enough, they gave, there was a one-on-one session after that with like all the D three and, um, the NAIA schools that were there. So like all the coaches from there, like they had them all lined up in the back of the room and anybody who's curious, like kind of what it actually looks like. If you're wondering how many people there, like I have pictures. If you go to uh, facebook.com slash lax records, I have a photo album from the 500 photos that I kept. <laughs> That's not how many I took that I kept from the event. So you can see the coaches that were there and the turnout and everything, but it was nice to see because they gave enough love to all the different levels of coaches and People were up there talking with D3 coaches and just asking them questions about their program, what they offer and stuff like that. And it was great to see the people just taking advantage of it and kind of getting that moment because, you know, one of the questions I get, I got something from a kid on Instagram the other day asking, like, how do you get even get recruited from the Midwest? And that's obviously like a huge question for people that you ask. But it's also one of the things I realized, like the kids don't necessarily have access to the coaches like that we do. 
So I somewhat feel beholden because I have this level of access to like kind of try and get those answers for kids. Right. Right. Um, and a lot of it just comes down like a lot of it comes down to the stuff that you hear in the future podcast. And I'm going to do some other things with because I don't want to keep that information nowhere to, near to myself. But it's just like the college coaches were really like the personal attention. And they were like, like you said, it really seemed like if you send it like you email the coach, you show you the interest in the program, you give them their, your highlight and then you tell them where you're going to be. That is also how you'll know like who the college coach are because they may be on the sideline, but like, Hey, we got an email from a kid to say he was at the ID showcase or the inside lacrosse um, day or session one um, showcase. So they may be trying to check out the kids that are emailing because the one thing that I really took away of the many things, one of the things I took away was college coaches really want the kid to be interested in their program mm-hmm. first and foremost. Well, they, don't they want... can't, they can't, they can't uh, afford the time. Yeah. And I mean, they don't you... have a boat. Budget. They can't go see twenty. Yeah, and when you hear how someone's they, interested, and they know. Yeah, and then when you hear about how the financial end works, you start to kind of put the pieces together. I'm like they can't afford um, a miss in any way. Like obviously, you know, no, recruiting is a a crapshoot for the most part. Like you, sure. you're projecting how a kid could be in two or three years when you see him as a sophomore, junior, senior in high school. But it's also like they can't afford a miss in a kid to get there and be like, oh, you know, Manhattan really wasn't what. Like, I didn't realize it was in the city. Like, I didn't realize, like, you can't afford to get a kid to get there and be like, oh, you know, I, you know, just not like the school because of the location. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) It's like, oh, you know, I didn't know Manhattan. I didn't know New York was this cold. Like, I really would have rather gone to somewhere, you know, further south. Like, so it was just really interesting to, to hear everything. I mean, a lot of it wasn't stuff that I didn't already know, but again, again, it's one of those things like when you hear it and you almost hear it repeatedly from every coach is echoing it. Um, it was interesting. So look for that, um, or at least sections of that podcast coming up as well, because like I said, I, I told Bob, I was like, this really just needs to be video recorded and, you know, broadcast, or these coaches just need to take this show on the road. And I'm sure they do. I'm sure they, they give this to every recruit that they're looking at. Like they break this stuff down for them. But then again, that's a one-on-one and for a room full of people to hear it, you just get the message out a little bit quicker. And it was, you could tell the parents really appreciated it. Um, I saw a lot of head nodding. I saw a lot of like wide eyes when they were talking, especially about the financial stuff. Um, right, that that's stuff. the one. <laughs> yeah, that's to, one to hear that. You. I mean, it was just like that. That was eye opening. Um, so yeah, it was a uh, it was a fantastic event on many many levels. So like, I really appreciate it. And then, kind of as a bonus, um, Rob Graff, the director of Team Minnesota, reached out to me while I was there on Monday and invited me down because they just happened to be practicing. Team Minnesota was practicing a little bit further south on Monday. So I got to go down and check out team Minnesota. They had their twenties, um, 21s and 22s all practicing at a little middle school down in Bloomington. So I got to drive down, um, and check them out. And it was funny cause this couple of the kids that were on the twenties and 21s were at the ID showcase earlier in the day. So like, they, they, they didn't stay for the post, uh, the coaches thing because they had to get ready for another practice after practicing and playing in games all morning. They had to go practice with Team Minnesota because Team Minnesota's heading to they were out there. Long Island to the um, FLG Big Ten event this weekend. He was like, that's our first event. And he was like, this is really their first real practice because of the season ending, the way the state association does. Like they're, They can only practice as a team when the season's over. So they didn't have a full team until 
Sunday, Monday. So that was really the first day's practice. And uh, that was a treat as well, just to kind of go down. Because I've emailed with Rob and I've talked with Rob over the years. But it was the first time, as many people you meet face-to-face. Because um, it was my first time in Minnesota. So that was a lot of fun, too. So it kind of just added that little extra cherry on top of the trip to kind of get to see some of those kids and some of the you know the future d1 players that'll be coming out of those programs in that state um in the next couple of years considering i was looking at some of the 22s and 23s as well so it was a good trip a lot of fun um i did find out as i posted on twitter what the juicy lucy was i had never heard of it before oh, yeah. and then the guy that i was rooming with he was the coach at um uh i'm gonna lose it It was not duluth um but it starts with a d and i'm forgetting what forgetting what it is but he had mentioned it sunday night when i got there and then i heard a bunch of the college coaches talking about it and for anybody who doesn't know apparently there's two bars in minnesota that serve the juicy lucy and they both argue over which one is the originator right and it's two hamburgers with the cheese in the middle instead of on the outside of it and it was really good it was right really, it was really good so i've i've had it you think what's so difficult about this? And you're like, it's just really good. I yeah. mean, it's, I mean, I've done it. I've done it at home. Yeah. It's just, it's not as good. It's just not like, the, I don't know what kind of, you know, if there's a special cheese or Maybe. whatever, but, but it's, as I described it to somebody, I said, think of it as a chicken calf. And instead of butter coming out, it's cheese, you yeah. know, like <laughs> it just comes out and it's, 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 it's very good. I mean, and- I opted that's for the third thing. That's yeah, great. That was, and that's why I get it. Cause like I told my wife, like she said something and I was like, well, you know, I got to find someplace. Like I can't just eat at Ruby Tuesdays or something like that. I was like, I got to find something. I was like, every state or every city usually has something that's unique right. to them. Like it may have expanded beyond their borders at some point, but there's usually something that, you know, a restaurant or something that all the locals go to that it's not just the, you know, the big chain. So that was it. Um, I went to five, eight, um, cause it seemed like I had better parking cause it wasn't in the city <laughs> in downtown. Um, and I was like, uh, being from Chicago, I'm kind of used to circling the block way too many right. times that I want. And I wanted to get to the team Minnesota practice. So, uh, yeah, it was good. I had the roadhouse burger, had a, uh, giant onion, on, ring. giant onion ring and a couple slices of bacon. I was like, I got halfway through it. I was like, I can't finish this. I was like, I didn't come all the way here to not finish this. I was like, I'm just going to be a little uncomfortable <laughs> for a little bit. I was like, going to make sure I walk around enough after I finish this to, not feel quite so guilty um so that's my advocation for you know if you're in minnesota you gotta try it uh but uh uh yeah there's no real good segue um to next but i do want to talk before we head off about the uh premier lacrosse league because i guess for the last uh well i guess if you're listening to this it'll been four weeks now um but for the last three weeks they have officially started um i don't know about you but i've seen i guess maybe mixed reactions like or opinions i don't really want to say like i think there's one thing people everybody can agree on that the um product on the field is amazing and fantastic like the player like the games themselves have been great like i mean i can't, don't think you can ask for much more than almost every game going to overtime i mean i think there's just shows like there's not a bad team in the league like they did a good job of balancing the teams they good, did a good job of selecting the players um i haven't seen anybody really argue a counterpoint that the the games aren't fantastic, but I have heard, you know, both sides of the fence on other aspects, but we haven't talked about it. So what have you, th- what have you thought so far? Well, as I said to you earlier, um, I was on lacrosse fields all across the country yeah. during the time the, sh- the games were on yeah. with 
thousands and thousands of their supposed target. Yeah. So off the bat, and I know this has been a one of the comments, <clears> is <throat> they're missing half, if not more, of their audience. Yeah. Because you want to get them young. You know, get the fantasy stuff going. Do that. So I missed it. So I've I've only caught highlights. Yeah. Um, which have been great. I love the highlights. Uh, um, and then I saw on Father's Day, which was on NBC, I got to see the second half because I was at lacrosse games in the morning and then yeah. finally got home. And then I'm like, oh, I could catch the last half. So I got to watch that. I really do like um, the microphone on the field. I, you know, I know some people don't, but I do. Yeah. I also uh, know that there was swearing at one point and people clutching their pearls and going, at, I'm like, you know what? Stop thinking about and And then. Okay, I, I guess this might be the Twitter part. <laughs> in the clear, in the in the cl- pearl clutching, like, oh, that's great. You're showing kids the swearing and whatever. And I'm like, kids swear more than anybody. Don't worry about the kids. Stop worrying about the damn kids. It's not the PLL's problem. It's not anyone. It's your parents. Okay, my kid swears, and I say, stop swearing. Yeah. Or I say, or don't let me hear you. You know, I know you're gonna swear. I swear. I mean, that's so that was one thing where I'm like, Jesus, let's let's. Oh, and it just seems so contrived. It's, it just seemed like people wanted to complain to complain. Um, I could argue against that because I was one of the well, I guess I didn't say I, I wasn't clutching my pearls. But I remember because I watched sat here, <laughs> I sat in this chair on opening weekend and I had the game on and I'm um, watching like I have it kind of like doing my updates and stuff like that. So I have the game on and the first F-bomb drops and I stopped. I was like whoa i was like did that just happen and then i was like oh you know someone forgot to hit the five second delay because it's a sporting event so like you're just used to i mean i've watched enough professionals we've all watched enough professional sporting events there's just a certain expectation that you have like when it comes to that and then you know five minutes later a torrent of them came out when they were in the huddle and i sat here and i laughed and i was like well i guess it wasn't a mistake i guess it's part i guess i guess it's a feature not a uh, not a glitch uh, kind of thing. It's like, you know, one of those things, like, it wasn't a mistake. It's, you know, one of those things. And, but I saw a lot of people, like, with those comments. And for me, it wasn't so much because, I mean, I watch Quentin Tarantino movies and my sister in law is uh, usually aghast at how many different ways I can find to use the F word <laughs> in a sentence. So, like, I am not a person that is offended at all. But I did think about it as, like, not kids your, your son's age. Right. But I'm like, there might be a parent that's sitting there with, like, their six year old being like, I'm going to, introduce my son to lacrosse i've loved sure. the sport for so long i'm gonna sit here with my son on a saturday afternoon i'm gonna show him some of the best best players in the world and then they have to think about that and so for me like i did think about the kids as someone who doesn't have kids but then i also thought i'm like at the end of the day i'm like you this isn't what the conversation that you want to have on your opening weekend as a professional lacrosse league like it's a distraction to the stuff that's happening on the field when people are talking about stuff like that. And to me, I'm like, it's not a solved, it's not a hard problem to solve. Like it's obviously like, if you don't think anybody in the NFL or NHL or baseball or any of those guys are swearing in those moments, like you're kidding yourself. They all do it. It's just called a five second delay. Like it's a pretty easy problem to fix. So to me, it was like, why didn't they just do that? And I haven't really haven't gotten to sat down and watch the games the last couple of weeks. So I don't know if it's still happening. No, but, yeah, I mean, from what I've seen, there is, but uh, I think the there's almost a carnival aspect of it, and that it, that's the part where I get like they're showing it to be edgy, to be talked about. You know, the no publicity is bad publicity. Uh, that's my feeling. Like, like, 
they, but do you they, want that to be the impression? Like, you know, no publicity is bad publicity right. to a point. I see both sides of it. I do. I see both sides. I so think here, about the what's the what happens the first time someone drops the n word. Well, I mean, right. See, here's here's my point about the thing that I don't like about any of that is there needs to be a line, and so I've always had this problem. But when it was, the, I don't like when there's reporters that go into locker rooms after a game. And then these are the these are heated athletes who say what's ever on their mind because they're not calm. They're still fired up. Right. And then they get they get railroaded because of it. And I'm like, you shouldn't be. Those are private moments. If you were in the most heated moment, if you were at your job and at the most heated part of your job and you started swearing and someone's like, oh, my God, I can't believe you said that. Like, you shouldn't be in that moment. Yeah. So they did this on purpose to get that reaction. So I see where you could say. Well, we're giving it to you real. It's really real. Like, but, you know, if something comes out where it's a black eye, like if you said, if the N word came out, I mean, I don't know if it would, but. I mean, I, I'm uh, not saying that it would, but I mean. Or, we, or, we, sub, or something. Or. Right. I mean, that, that, I guess taken that's the I mean, And it can offend anybody. I mean, how many times, right. like, what was it? The NOL game where the announcer um, made a well, racial like slur about Kyle hair. Thompson. I mean, it's. It doesn't have to be the N-word, but it could be something right. insensitive. Something that offends somebody. And, and especially in this day and age, everyone's offended by something. Yeah, well, right. yeah, and I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, I mean, you can call me a snowflake if you want. Like, But it's like one of those <laughs> things, like, I'm not, you know, saying like, oh, we got to desensitize everything. But I'm like, I, I think there's an expectation with professional sports that, you know, there's some things I'm like, you want it to focus on the game and not all the other stuff I agree. that's around I agree. it. And I'm like, and I, and, I, and I think that's a valid argument. And for me, like. That leads into a couple of the other things that I guess I've seen, because I think that was the big topic in, in week one that I heard, like everybody kind of talking about. I don't remember. What, I guess it was week two. Um, I guess there was a fight. And then in week three, there was a fight. Um, and week three, like I, I was up in because I went to Chicago, like I was at the Chicago event. And we'll get to the behind the scenes stuff. So like <laughs> I get cut to the, the, the chase on it. Like I am on the fence on whether I actually like the PLL at this point in time. Like I would, I'll say that because like I am seeing stuff that I'm like, it makes me like, again, I love the product on the field. I think the players, like I know some of the players, like I've talked to them. I covered some of them in high school. Um, like, so that aspect I kind of take out of it. I am questioning the, some of the promotion they're doing because I, Again, I cover high school. When kids get in a fight on the field, they're gone. Right. It's none of this, oh, they're grown men. They're just having it out and whatnot. And again, I don't really care if the fight happens on the field. They're grown men. They're heated athletes. They're in that middle of, you know, battling it out, and they're wanting to win. There's a short season. Tempers are going to flare. Fists are going to fly. Don't care. I really don't give a crap about any of that stuff. Let them fight. That's fine. What bugs me is when I'm on Instagram and I see NBC promoting the fight as if it's a WWE match or a UFC fight as part of the game. That's what really bugs the shit out of me. Because I'm like, this game is great enough to stand on its own. It doesn't need to be a sideshow to all the other stuff. And I get you got a brand new league and you want to make it succeed, but at what cost? Because... You keep going too far down that road, 
and all of a sudden, like, well, the fights get a lot of traffic. And, I mean, hockey used to do it. There always used to be hockey fights. I am the guy that used to play the Sega Genesis game that you could get into a fight on the field. And we used to have a fight. You could drop the gloves and you get into a fight. It was fun. It was a part of hockey. But hockey has done away from that because it's not – you don't want it to be the sideshow. You don't want it to be that sport. And I think having covered this game long enough, I'm like, it already has that lax bro mentality – and it gets up, you know, you think about the Duke case years ago, you think about the Yearly case years ago, like, it seems like lacrosse already has this stigma, and I I saw, like, Jovan Miller on Instagram, like, he did a fantastic kind of breakdown of some of this stuff, so anybody who doesn't follow him, I would recommend kind of checking out his perspective um, on it as well, but it's just one of those, like, you start to kind of get into this more sideshow stuff, and it takes away from the game itself, and I don't think that the product on the field has proven like that's needs to be the focus. Like if you can't sell it on the lacrosse alone, then you really just kind of don't deserve to exist. That's my opinion. Like if you can't, if the product doesn't sell itself, then okay. You tried, you failed, no harm in that. You gave it a good shot. You had a good ride. Like that's really my opinion on it. And like, and I don't think like either the POL or MLL, one of them will fail. I don't think the sport is big enough to sustain two leagues. One of them will collapse. And as all the faults of the MLL has, like I have seen them trying to step up to the plate with some of their broadcasts. I don't know about the players' salaries and stuff like that. I don't think they're anywhere close to matching the POL. But I also wonder, like, all right, how how much runway does the POL have? It's a startup. How much runway do they have right. to pay all the guys their full salaries all, for this? They're role? all owners. Yeah, like there's there's a there's a time limit on this thing. Like Absolutely. there's there's a cap that this thing's got to turn a corner. They're running a business. Like it's got to turn a corner at some point. And I just look at them like. If you keep getting all this other stuff in there and like, and I saw it like, and I think my problem with kind of some of the conversation, I'm feel free to at me because I'll have the conversation, but I see some of the people getting the conversation a little bit twisted. And again, it's Twitter. So I think that's what the T in Twitter stands for is twisted. (laughs) Like people get confused with the fact that people are upset about the fights versus they think people are upset that the fights actually happen. And I will be clear. I don't care if they fight. I just don't like to see promotions like NBC promoting that aspect as part of the game because I think the games are great enough that you don't you don't need that. And that's not really what you know, like and I always I think about, you know, kids emulate their heroes. What's gonna happen whenever like they don't do it in college, they don't and if it happens in high school, there's a real penalty. Like kids yeah, are gone get, and no. they're ejected. It's not a five minute major no, no, sitting on gone. the sideline. The kid's gone, he's probably missing at least another game. Yeah. You're um gone. so you know there's you got to think of, I mean, there's, I mean, the POL has a bit of a responsibility to set the standard on what it's going to be. And first three weeks, I'm kind of starting to wonder, I'm like, are they just willing to sell out and whatever gets people talking about it, they just don't care. Whatever right. gets, whatever gets people talking, we just don't care. Like, And that's what, I think that's what they're doing. I think that's 100% their business model. Yeah. Uh, and that, and I think that's a, I don't I think th- what they're doing is wrong. Do you think it's a recipe I don't for think, success I, though? Like, do you think like, okay, we got, I the, think we got could, the fights, well, we got saying, this could stuff. they segue back into it? Right. Can they segue back to the sport? <clears throat> well, um, can they, I, you know what? I, I understand why they're doing it. Yeah. Uh, they've been a PR machine since day one. Yes. Their PR, the way they've pushed this out in the thing, they thrown everything. Oh, even how they. Even how they threw out the locations and all that. Everything's been a PR push. Yes. And everything in this world right now, in the world we live in right now, is Hold, about that thought. 
Right. Is about the publicity. Is about the, it's about it's about the sizzle, not the steak. Yes. They're selling the sizzle and not the steak. I think they have um, a good steak though. That's the thing that bugs me. Well, <laughs> they have a good I, steak. And I agree. And I really agree. And I think there is much more compelling stories to put. They're also so you've got to realize and figure out who they're going. I like to gamble. I gambled on sports all the time. Uh, I was a trader. That's what we did. Everything we did was a gamble. I mean, we'd gamble on a on a <laughs> on eating a hamburger. Who could eat it faster? So they're almost going to that mentality because that's the mentality. That's the gambling person. If you get gambling on this, you'll be in business. Right. So they're almost going to that demographic. They're almost the bar stool sports guys yeah which is a big demographic now um so i see what they're doing it's a gamble it's a game well, i mean to be honest off, starting the league was a gamble just sure. you know but just... it, here's the here's the impression that i've gotten from it over the first four weeks i've enjoyed it i enjoyed nicosello punching blaze reardon in the face um i thought it was appropriate because what i thought was crazy was in a scruff, in a in a scramble, in a in, you know there was a scrum that the goalie ran up from behind and picked a guy up from behind and slammed him on his head. Yeah, there's where I had a problem. And if I didn't, if he didn't get up and do, now in hockey, I was a hockey player. That would have cleared the benches. Yeah. That would have had it. Uh, first of all, goalie putting their hands on somebody. Goalies usually work with the goalie. If right. you crack a goalie, everyone takes your head off. Yeah. So in a fight, no one goes after the goalie. Unless the goalie gets into it, and then it's goalie on goalie, bench is clear, whatever. Yeah. So I didn't like the body slam part, and I thought Nicosella was very in his right to punch him in the face when he got back up. No harm, no foul. They they brushed it off. I thought both of them should have been ejected. Yeah, I I think that. that, that I they, mean, it should have been a no brainer. If you throw a punch, you're ejected. Yeah. If you throw someone to the ground, you're ejected. Yes. But the meathead in me loved it. Loved. It. I thought this was great. And but I then I the, said, "The crowd in Chicago went wild." Right. When okay, so <laughs> that's me. I'm the Chicago guy. Yeah. Uh, now, but then as I saw the uh, the publicity of it afterwards, yeah, I saw Paul Rabel like mocking people who were who were complaining about it. Yeah. Like, like ooh, like, and it came off so WWE ish, yep. where I said. Be careful what you go with because you're going to come off as it's fake. Now, I've always thought it already started off with a WWE field to me with the we're going to take six teams and bring them here and here and here. So it's like they're jobbing. It's yeah. like, it's like oh, Monday Night Raw. My, right. It's you're my enemy. But we know after the show you're going out and having a bite to eat. Like, is right. there a re- like the real there's no real there's no real rivalry like, oh, because after the game, they're sitting in the locker rooms together. They're going out. They're traveling together. Yeah. They're not going to their homes and dealing with their fan base from their homes, like the St. Louis Blues and the Boston Bruins in the Stanley Cup. Right. That was real drama. Yeah. And I think that dra- kind of drama only comes from from a um, from a very provincial territorial mindset like you could put anybody on the st louis blues but if you have the blues logo on that sweater they're for you just like football you know you could love a guy who was on the bears but then of all suddenly goes to green bay packers and you hate his guts yeah but you still love the bears right so there's my that's always been my point about the traveling circus aspect it's it's 
WWE-ish to me. And and when I think WWE, I start thinking fake. Yeah. I start thinking fixed. It's enjoyable. It's a soap opera for men. Right. But it but it's not real. Yeah. The the action is real. The physicality is real. Yeah, the the injuries are real. Is real. But the outcome <clears throat> isn't real. It's staged. It's scripted. It's a, it's, it's, scripted. A stage, it's a stage play. Right. It's sports entertainment. Yes. Which they finally admitted to years and years sure, ago well, after, after right. fighting that, you know, it was all right. fake for so, decades. But, but my only concern is they're taking the sport, which I love, with awesome players. Yes. I mean, it's like a whole other level. I yeah. mean, the physicality, the speed, the, the, the skill, it's so unbelievable. Like you said, that'll sell itself. That's yeah. the stake. The stake is damn good. Yeah. Um. The second there's going to be an issue when I sit there and question a call or a goal or something like. If there's that even hint that. Every game goes to overtime. Yeah. I used to scoff at the NBA. Every game goes to seven games. All of a sudden, all of a sudden there's no fouls in one. You know, I used to, I used to, again, the gambler, the Chicago <laughs> would say that David Stern, I would say David Stern uh, was always the Vince McMahon of, of the NBA. Yeah. You, you know, and it was always Pulling NBC. Pulling and it was strings. NBC. Yeah. So there is my juxtaposition on this. Um, I think that, I mean, the skill, holy. Yeah. And I think I, I really want to make the, because anybody, I mean, I guess if anybody's <clears throat> probably already disagrees, they may have already tuned out at this point, but I think, from my perspective and what I'll say after this, like when I get to get my personal experience with yeah. the POL from the other side um, is for me, I feel the, I guess, responsibility to like criticize because they're in their first year. They can do better. As we mentioned with the inside of the cross showcase, you want every year to be better than the last year. Otherwise that just shows you didn't learn anything. Right. Like, there's me like, Oh, it was fine. You know, you're not learning anything if you're not constantly improving. Um, I think that goes for anything. So for me, like, I want to see this league succeed because I think the players that play the sport deserve to be able to play it and not be like, you know, 1920s baseball players where they got to go out and work full time in a warehouse right. and then go play lacrosse on the weekend. Selling but cars. Yeah. Right. yeah or people and people expect them to perform at the high level. Like I think like for any other professional sport, the players deserve because obviously they're not just playing on a Saturday and going home. These guys are putting in the work to stay in that physical shape because as someone in right. in 41 years old, it's not that easy to stay in that great a shape, you know, uh, between everything. Um, so, you know, it's just one of those, like, I want to see the league succeed. I really want to. Like I said, I know some of these players. I got to cover them in high school. There's some players that, you know, my dad was a University of Maryland graduate. I bought a – well, that's another thing. Like, they're selling merch out the wazoo, like – that's smart. That's, I mean, I have my, won't be able to reach it here, but I bought a PLL hat and a whip snake shirt. So I was like, well, I'm going to do my part to support the league um, and help them, you know, help fund their endeavor. Cause that's the way, cause I got in for free because I was a media member. So I felt that he was like, all right, I'll pay. This is how I'll buy my ticket. Um, so I want to see it succeed. Um, I think I just want to see it done the right way. And I think there are things that they can do. Like, I think Paul is making a mistake if he just brushes off everybody's complaints and calls them whatever they want or just be like, oh, you know, people just complain about the fight, whatever. Because that's your audience too. Those people watch that game. And if you're not, if you're just ignoring everybody, you're going to lose a portion of your audience. And I want to go back to something you said earlier. In the world we live in, 
that world overall is very small. Lacrosse is a oh, yeah. very small sport when you compare yeah. it to football and baseball, even probably hockey. It is a very small, like it is a orbiting moon of the planet. Like it is not right. its own planet. Um, and so for me, like as someone, and this will come off however it is going to come off to everybody, but I'm relaying my experience. If anybody watched my Instagram story that I did covering the POL, I did hold back um, because my experience from the media end of that, like I looked at it this way, like I cover, I do a high school lacrosse website really for the most part had no real business in being at a professional game. Um, but it was coming to Chicago. I wanted to check it out. I was like, I can, I've done enough content over my years. I was like, I can find something to do there. <coughs> that will promote the game in a way that is still true to the people that follow me and listen to me. So, um, I would say like whenever their website got up gear, I try I applied for the media credentials. I think I'd reached out to you and asked you if you weren't, you wanted to go to see if you wanted to get credentials as well. Um, and never heard back. So a month goes by, I think it was like two months went by. And then I was like, well, we're getting close and went and did it on the website again, like two weeks before the game got here, never heard back. And it said like credentials must be submitted like three days before. So eventually like two days, three days, two or I think three or four days before the game, I was like reached out to the POL on Twitter. I was like, Hey, I haven't heard back. I was like, I just didn't want to know. I was like, I'm trying to. My wife is asking me if I want to do something on Saturday, but I've kind of blocked it off for the POL game. I was like, I just really need to know is like if I'm approved or not so I can tell my wife on <laughs> what I'm doing. Um, they gave me the gentleman's number, who I'm not going to name. Um, they gave me the gentleman's email, so I reached out to him. He's like, yes, you've been approved. I'll send you an email later in the week. It's like, perfect. So, and I started, that's when I was like, all right, what can I do content-wise? And so I reached out to people on Instagram. I was like, hey, you know, I'm, probably going to have access to some of the players. I don't know who, I don't know how often I was like, but usually at a professional game, you have some sort of access. So I was like, what do you guys want me to ask them? Because again, as I mentioned earlier, as someone who works in the media, I realize like I have access to certain players and coaches and things like that, that other people don't. So I feel like if I'm able to kind of get some of those questions that people may have answered, like I feel a responsibility for me to do that for people. Um, so, Okay. I'm going to try to hold back a little bit. Um, but, you know, we, so I finally got the credentials. Everything went through. So I emailed the guy. I was like, hey, you know, I just want to be able to see, like, what the format is. Because usually, like, I've been to covered college basketball games, um, professional football games, different, very various levels. I've done more than high school. And usually there's some sort of structure format you would get, you know, after the game, players and coaches. Like, usually they ask you, like, hey, who's three players you want? They ask the media members in the box, like, hey, who's two or three players you want? They pull them off the field. They put them into a room. You've seen Bill Belichick give the non-answers. Like, it's that room. You, the players get the interview, and it's basically the pool. Um, so I was like, what's that like? Is that the, the situation? Backdrop. Yeah, with the backdrop and all that stuff, <laughs> promoting the league, promoting NBC. Um, was told, is like, oh, it's pretty informal. Um, you know, just let me know who you want, and I'll try to grab them either as they come off the field or out of the locker room. I was like, all right, perfect. So it took a day, and I pulled up. Like, I was looking at the records for um, certain states and kind of looking at players like, who would I want? Like, who, you know, kind of had some ideas on some content that I'd like to do. Um, and so I gave him a list. I was like, I'm not going to get everybody. I'm sending you 15 players over the course of two games. I don't expect everybody, but I don't know who you can get. So I'm just going to give you the list because if you get me two, this gives you enough people to pull from that to be sure you can find a couple. 
got the response back, be like, oh, it'd really be better if you just gave it to me on the day of, like, rather than um, in advance. I was like, okay, no, pro- no problem. I was like, I get it. Um, I was like, maybe they want to wait and see who performs in the game. I was like, kind of thinking, you know, all this different thing. So we get to game day, and I'm kind of sitting around. taking. I went on the sidelines, took pictures and all that stuff. It gets to the fourth quarter, and I'm like, never seen the guy at all, which is very odd because the guy that usually handles the media is usually somewhere with the media, and it was me. And there was only a couple people. I mean, that was one thing I was always I was looking for, was kind of keen on, was is the Tribune or Sun-Times going to be there? And again, I'm going to come back to that in the world we live in at comment this all will come back around um so like we go through that like i asked one of the girls there like paul I, paul was in the in the booth and i thought about asking him if he wanted to talk but i kind of realized like i didn't want to be that guy like i've met paul before but i'm like he's busy he's doing so many other things like i was like you know if i'm gonna ask him i'm gonna go through the proper channels basically so i asked one of the girls that were up in the booth i was like hey if you get a chance to um talk you know, reach the guy she's like um yeah, she's like, where are you? She's like, I'll call him right now. She's like, where are you sitting? And I was like, I'm down at the end of the box. She's like, okay, just wait there. Fourth quarter came and went. Never saw the guy. Overtime came and went. Never saw the guy. So at the fourth end of time, I walked down. And I was like, yeah, did you ever get a hold of him? She's like, no. She's like, but he said he'd be down in the tour office. Okay. I was like, um, in the back of my mind, I'm like, but you just said you never talked to him. But you just said he would be in the tour. <laughs> it's like that moment. I was like, all right, I get You're like, she just knows. So I go down to the tour office and I'm like, ask for the guy. And basically get told he was walking out as I was walking in. And he was like, oh, yeah, hey, how you doing? He's like, I'm going to drop this off in the locker room. He's like, when I come back, we'll discuss. Right then and there, that's not a good thing. I was like, all right, what? I'm like, in the back of my mind, I was like, all right, really, what is there to discuss? I was like, I gave you a list of players. Like, I had the list. You told me to give it to you on game day. Like, I'm kind of thinking back of my mind. I was like, I'm going to have wasted my day. Keep in mind, it had started pouring down rain. I was drenched by the by the start of the second game. And I'm like, at this point, like, all I have is a bunch of photos, which is fine. It was fun, but I'm like, I really don't have anything to do with them either. So it's kind of like, there'll be a nice memory. Um, or maybe not a nice memory. <laughs> but so guy comes back. He basically tells me, he's like, everybody went home. I went, what? I was like, well, that's funny because we're in Chicago. They don't, most of them probably don't live here. Think it's odd. He was like, yeah, he's like, everybody's like, most of the times they shower after the game. Um, he's like, but everybody just left. I'm like, okay. He's like, I, he's like, I can set up phone interviews later in the week. Keep in mind, this, we're recording this on Thursday. Haven't heard anything. Um, he told me Monday through Thursday. Um, so, yeah. So, I walked away with nobody. Like, no access, nothing. And I kept thinking in the back of my head. I was like, all right, this is weird. I was like, I've never been to a professional sporting event. And I kind of tie college athletics into that, too, because I've been to several, like, ACC games, which is basically professional basketball. Right. <laughs> Especially a professional basketball if you grew up where I grew up in Raleigh. It is professional basketball. Um, but I was like, that's really odd that you have a sport that you're trying to promote, and you're not giving any access to any of the coaches, any of the players. I was like, I just found it very odd. And I called a couple of my buddies who've covered sports a lot longer than I have. And they were like, they have never been to a professional game in which they've been denied access to players or coaches or anything to file a story. Because most of these guys, like, they're filing a story. They need a quote or something like that. Um, so I was just kind of like a little dis- like I was a little disappointed. And a part of me was like, am I just that, you know, privileged dude that just expects something that he shouldn't have expected to begin with. I was like, I run a small website. It's like, maybe they didn't give two fine Fs that, you know, I was there. I was like, which is entirely possible. 
But then again, just tell me that. Like, you know, you're just not at a level where we're going to make access. I couldn't live with that. But the way it was treated, I kept thinking, I was like, that was pretty messed up. Like, in my opinion, I thought it was messed up. Um, and then I started looking because there was a guy that was covering from U- for U.S. Lacrosse there. He didn't have an original quote in his story. He quoted the stuff that was off NBC and off YouTube. So it kept got me thinking. You don't have the Tribune. You don't have the Sun-Times. You're not giving access to apparently any of the media members that were there. How do you expect to promote this sport outside of our little world? If you need to grow this sport, and you're already turning off the people that... Not turning off. You're already not reaching the people that are already at lacrosse tournaments all summer because that's when your games are going on. And you're not pulling in any new media members because the Tribune and sometimes, like, really in my opinion, like, they should have made an effort to have someone there. Sure. Offer, offer to write it up themselves just to appear in one of those newspapers to show, to experience, because there was, I mean, they had a pretty good turnout, but again, I keep thinking, I was like, if you need this to grow, if you need this to get to the level that, you know, I mean, I don't even know, like, considering the size of the MLS stadium they were in, I assume Chicago Fire does pretty well attendance-wise. They didn't fill that. Right, so well, we, they're, moving, they're moving back, I think. Yeah. They're moving to another place. I hear they want to get into Chicago. Yeah, actually, in Chicago. Anybody who doesn't know, like where the Chicago Fire is played, it's not, it's in uh, Bridgeview. It's it's very far away. It's, Bridgeview. <laughs> it's down. It's on the southern I uh, south thought, suburbs. Yeah, it, it's not Chicago. If, if I was in Chicago, if I was in Chicago, I wouldn't have gone. Yeah, it's I'm not, like, I'm not going all the way. It's up. not. It's not <laughs> Chicago. It took me an hour yeah. and a half to get home. It was pouring down yeah. rain. It was bad. Tra- it's Chicago traffic. It takes you an hour and a half to get anywhere right. in Chicago traffic. Right. Um, right. But at any rate, so like I just kept thinking, I was like, you expect the sport to grow beyond what it is, and yet like you can't fill an MLS stadium, but yet you're not bringing in media members to promote the sport outside. And I know they are a media machine. They have RJ Kaminsky on YouTube, and they do all the YouTube stuff. They have NBC behind them. But I keep thinking, I was like, you're at some point, you're going to need more than that. Because that's reaching the world that you already have. You already have this group of fans. And yes, I'm doing, on an audio podcast. I'm making a hand gesture. <laughs> I was like, you already have like your certain group of fans. Um, and how do you expect it to grow beyond that if you don't do anything? And like part of that is like it's for the players. I get that. But also is like you need to be able to promote those players. Like NFL right. promotes its players. NBA prom- like NBA basically rises and falls on its players. Nobody, right. well, I say nobody cares about the teams, but you know, when Michael Jordan retired, the only question I heard for about seven years is who's the next Michael Jordan. Didn't matter. The teams are still winning championships without him. It was who was the next Michael Jordan? Who is that next star that they're going to hang the league on and promote? Um, most leagues are make Peyton Manning was doing Papa John's commercials and Geico commercials long before you have people, promote the athletes in their sport because that's tom brady tom brady is tom people relate to the players but if you're not giving access to the players like how do you expect that to be a part of the league you promote you're promoting the game yes but you need to promote the players because people need to attach themselves to a player and yes we already have certain attachments to players because we've seen them over the years we know these players but i just keep wondering like how are you going to branch out beyond um what you already have if that's kind of the way it's run and again go back on the field product is perfect i think there's other things they can do better as why i'm giving my story and i'm sure there's people that'll just call me whatever and say whatever it's like and you know i readily admit i run a high school site maybe they didn't give two shits it's fine don't care but i think the treatment that i received was not what it could have been 
Like, that's just flat out for me. I'm like, you could have just told me. You couldn't have right. just given me the be runaround. Like, just be honest. Be like, hey, dude, we're not going to give you an access to a player. Don't give me the runaround and blow smoke up my ass about this stuff. Like, that's honestly my opinion. So, I think with all that, and I kept thinking about it. I was like, obviously, on my seven-hour drive to Minnesota and back, I kept thinking about it. I was like, I thought about, you know, the language, the fights, the promotion of the fights, the way, you know, my personal experience with the league. And I just kind of keep thinking. I'm like, all right. What do we have? Like, I was like, and that's kind of why I say I was like, I'm not really sure how I really feel about the league at this point. Like, I'm kind of on the fence. And for someone who was pretty much all in on week one, and I've bought the ticket, like, to they've had my 40 bucks or whatever it was. That, um, and so, like, I felt like I was like, I'm all in. And I feel like I'm kind of getting, kind of edging my way out of the ship at this point. And I'm just like, eh, go back to watching college. It's a lot more fun. I enjoy it. Like, like, that's kind of where I'm kind of edging myself towards at this point. And I'm honestly not really sure how I even feel about that. I'm kind of like, because I want to see the league succeed. I'm like, I really want it. It's just kind of like, over. Like this, we're talking like, this is three weeks in. There is a long time to change my mind. But that's kind of where I'm at. I don't know what you think about all that, because obviously I did not share that story intentionally because I wanted your honest reaction. Right. <clears throat> well, you can tell me I'm full of crap, and they're like, oh, no, 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 yourself. no, no. Like, first but, of all, first of all, I don't. I think you saying that you're with a high school publication and that could be is wrong. Is well, totally I look wrong. at it from like you know from I, a right, professional league. Like oh wow, well, right, we got a okay. high school guy here. Doesn't matter. I walk up to full time, big time people and say, I'm with you know Lax Records. I don't care. I, I'm literally professional athletes. Yeah. I've walked in other sports when yeah. I you know I'm in places where there are where. Are, there are pros. I'm in. I've been with people who run the NCAA, which I've told you yeah. about that. When I basically cornered a guy for 45 minutes and just tortured him. Yeah. I don't care. First of all, our site is a lot bigger than people think. Yeah. You know, hey, let's say we got 75,000 people who read our stuff. That's 75,000 more than we're at that game. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you another thing. You know who talks to me constantly, sends me emails, sends me calls all the time? Parents. You know what parents do? Pay. Yeah. Okay? You shape opinion. Yeah. Okay? They should always be good to them. Now. Well, I think the they should part, be. Yeah, they should be. I mean, yeah. really, they're a right. media entity. They need to be really treat right. everybody. <laughs> okay. But now I'll go with the other part. They're a new company for a new age, for a new time, for a new demographic, for a new whatever. And maybe they don't want the reporters anymore. And I you know, think, yeah, I thought about that. Cause if you look at now what reporters do, they don't report anymore. They opine and it's usually snarky and it's usually shitty. And you sort of want to punch him in the face. Honest to God. I grew up with Jay Mariotti. I hated his guts. <laughs> I just wanted to hear about the story. I didn't want to hear what he thought. There was always this and this and this yeah. and this. So I can see maybe they're at that point saying we don't need 50, 60 journalists asking the same damn question over and over again. And then uh, if they get uptight, say, oh, you know, get like Hall of Fame balloting. Like people aren't making the Hall of Fame because journalists didn't like them. So I, that's uh, coming from a guy who looks at it that way. I yeah. can see where that might be their thinking as a new age kind of entity. Um, but you do need your fans. You can't. Do, I, I've always had a. I've always had a problem with their fl f their phrase, we the player. Yeah. We, you know. And remember I wrote an article that said it should be 
for the fans. Yes. Well, now I've seen them put that on somewhere. Yeah. Now, I would like to see when that went out and when, when my article went out, because I know this. I sent that to them. Yeah. I sent it to Paul Rabel on Twitter, and I said it flat out. Yeah. You might want to be for the fans, not the players, because there's not going to be 50,000 players sitting <laughs> in the stadium watching the players. Right. It's going to be what they want, 50,000 fans. Uh, so you don't concentrate on players because the players aren't getting anything if there's no fans. Yeah. It's about Drive fans, treat fans, whatever. You might be the liaison to the young up-and-coming fans and to the parents who pay for those fans. Yeah. So as far as the respect for what you, you do, don't ever sell yourself short about that. They should be respecting you because you're the future of the game. Well, I not think, a, yeah. There's not a doubt. And you're, I think you're at their lowest level. And I think like, I just try to rap. I, I try to think I like my, you know, as far as what I do, like I love what I do and I wouldn't change it. So it's like one of those things like I was trying to think and I thought about that, you know, new league for new age. I was like, maybe they don't knowing Bill Belichick probably has a hand in shaping this league in some way, shape or form, because it's no secret that Paul Rabel and Bill Belichick, they're good friends. Yes, right, um, right. So I was like, you know, and obviously anybody who's listening probably knows how Bill Belichick is with the media and press conferences. Like maybe they just decided like, we're not going to do that. We're going right, to promote ourselves. Like they want to shape the message and they want to be able to have control over the message. It goes out, how it goes out, when it goes out. Who is sending that message player-wise? I totally agree with that. If that's right. the way you want to do it, fantastic. That's what I think they're doing. Just be honest about it. Right. And when you're a media member, be like, you will not have access to players or coaches. Like, right. If you but, want, then, like, but here's just, why they don't that's want just, to do that. Just flat up. Like, just say it. Like, that's then, all you have to do. Okay. So then, now, let's look at... You, you know the Chicago media. I know the Chicago media. If you had all the... Uh, John Mullins and, 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 and the, the writers, and they said, and, and, a, and a new entity came out and said, we don't want to have you guys involved with our thing. You know, we're fine with our message. And they came out and told you straight honestly, yeah. what would be the next article you wrote? Screw them. They're be, it would be a bloodbath. They'd go after them. So I don't know if this is what they're doing, if they're going to do it this way. Uh, again, it's very early. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt on this. Um, and, and I will say this, uh, being new in this thing where you've done yeah. this for a while and I've now dealt with, uh, high school associations and I've had one good one and one bad one. And I've dealt with, uh, some different coaches from different things and I've seen the difference and I've, and again, I'm a bull. I mean, yeah. I'll kick down a door and I don't give a shit who I say something to never yeah. have. Never will. So my reaction and your reaction probably would have been two different things at this thing. But at the same point, I don't consider myself a true reporter. Right. Like when I was at the let I'll just when I was at the when I was at the Brother Rice championship game, I talked to Coach Shala for forty five minutes before the game. Yeah. And Coach Wilson. Just shooting the shit. Like literally yeah. like, oh, what do you think? And blah blah blah, blah talking. Just like nothing. Yeah. After the game, when all the pool of reports <laughs> went crowding around him and went like this, I walked by, just gave a little salute, and walked away. Yeah. And I'm thinking, am I supposed to be inter? I said, I don't want to interview him. Yeah. I know my story. I know what I want to write about. I want to write about the game. I don't care what he said. I don't care what he's doing. I. So I don't have the the actual journalistic integrity or or <laughs> knowledge. I said, here's what I want to write about the, yeah. the game. Um. Uh, I could have talked, you know, some of the players came to me before the game, like, oh, I hope I could talk to you after the game. 
Yeah. They've known me from all season that I was there all season. Yeah. Uh, some of them were, one kid said, I hope I get your award after the game. Yeah. I won't say who it is. My brother, my son was amazed that the kid came up to me yeah. during the thing. So I'm a different animal, but I see how this, my feeling of, from the beginning of this whole league has been, we're going to do everything absolutely different than every pro league. We're not going to go from the city. We're going to do right. it as a traveling team. We're going to wear different kind of uniforms. I mean, their uniforms are completely different than anything that's ever been shown right. in in lacrosse. Yeah. They changed the field dimensions. They changed the timing. They changed, changed the everything. Off. Yeah. They changed everything. So this is just another thing. Now, he's either going to be a genius and change the literal world of sports. Possible possible or he's going to get smacked to reality and compromise back to something or it's going to be a mixture of both where he says where there you know at some point the mll and the pll it will all be folded into one i don't know if it'll be called the pll or the ml but there's too many of the pro lacrosse players out there that you have to have you don't have rob pinnell and you don't have lyle thompson right Sorry. Yeah, I mean there there there'll be a there there will be a winner and a loser, possibly. Right. I mean, right. I guess if they form, you could argue, but like, oh, they both win because they, you know, the whole become sure. the like, MLL lost. The MLL's lost. Yeah. No matter what, they lost because they haven't done it in twelve years, and now if this makes them get off their ass to do something, then they lost. They're they're behind the eight ball. I don't know if this will work. I think this might be the great way to launch this for two years or something and then segue into something. So I don't know. Yeah. So I could understand you being upset about it. I think you're right to be upset about it. I think you were disrespected. No one likes to be disrespected. Yeah. And no one likes to be disrespected when you were there to try to appreciate their product. I you were going there to, to sell their product. That's yes, in, in, that in was essence, the goal. Reporters, reporters are salesmen for the product they cover yeah. it, it, to the people they were. Now, I think that's gotten away where they've almost become jaded towards it, but that's a whole other issue. But you were disrespected, and you're rightly upset, and I'm upset about it because of it, because it reflects on me, too. I take personal offense at some of you. It bugs me. Uh, so I think you're right about that. Do I think there's growing pains? Sure. Do I think this will be the norm? I don't think so. I don't think it's a smart business model. Um, but you never know. Like I said, there's a new entity, the new type of, you know, you got Deadspin, you get, you got Bar Barstool, um, yeah. uh, and he Bleach, was on Barstool. Bleacher he was Report. on Barstool, yeah. right? He was on Barstool. He was doing, you know, joking around. That I mean, he's going to the different. He's going to alternative media. Yeah, which is big media. Like Barstool is a pretty big thing. Yeah, I don't, big. I don't follow it. I don't. Uh, it's not my thing all the time. Uh, I get a kick out of it when they talk about the gambling. I, you know, because I, I, the one guy, I think he's Barstool Big Cat. I yeah. think he's in Chicago. And I think the one thing that I saw on like something that drew me to it was he said, "Kill your bookie," and I cracked up about it because you know that's what everyone say. I'm going to kill my bookie this weekend, <laughs> and that he openly talks about gambling. And then he had Paul Rabel on. Yeah. Uh, so that's when I said, "This is a whole different take." Um, and it's a younger generation. It's a younger demographic. It's a yeah. different world. And I mean, so, they provide access to the players via their YouTube and stuff like that. Right. And, and to be perfectly honest, like the players have right. their own, the players have their own right platform. The like, and vlogging is its own separate right. thing on YouTube. Like, so like 
And I do get all that. Like, I truly do. Like, but it was one of those things I'm like, you know, you go as a reporter, you cover, like, and for any of the people there, and there was a couple people there, it was media members that were literally just there to hang out. Like, they they weren't writing anything. They weren't doing it. Like, there was a couple people that were media. They were just there hanging out. And they were taking pictures or maybe something like that. But I got, you know, talking to a couple of them. They were just really there. They're like, oh, it came to Chicago. I want to check it out. And they had the ability to get a media pass. And they took it. And But they were just there catching, you know, catching the vibe. Um, but then there's other people that were there that were there to work. And there's right. just, you know, when you do this long enough, you have an expectation. It's just like, all right, you know, I'll get a couple quotes. And most of the time, it's maybe nothing quotes. But for a lot of people, it's just like, you know, that's part of the access ability it's like you know write the story but you may have seen something in the game that some other people didn't like i want to ask you about this one play because that's the point that i think the game turned on and then you get a player to talk about that and that's something that your story has that makes it unique and provides insight to the game that someone else at home may not have thought about sure there's that part of it as well sure um so you know i just think like i truly hope you know that it's it's growing pains. I honestly can't say if I will request another media pass. Like it's just one of those things. Like because I don't. To be perfectly honest, like I don't want to waste my day. I could have spent the day with my wife. Like right. it was a crappy day. I could have spent it with my wife, and had more fun. To be honest with you. So it was yeah. like one of those things. But I went because I was like one. It was a novelty. I was like, well, they. Like I told Michelle, they may never come around again. This could be the XFL, one and done. It could be completely bomb. Which. Based on what I see, I don't think so. I'm. I have to assume that they've got three years. Like I don't know why I picked three years, but I figure they got three years to do, make an impact. Out like and turn a profit. It's a business. It's got to turn a profit. It's got to start making money. Like you yeah, can't... I don't. I don't. I don't. I, I don't even know if I give it three years, and I'll tell you why. Because the people who are involved in it are money people. They have private de- equity dollars. I guess it depends private equity on, doesn't wait. Yeah, I guess it depends. On, I mean, one of the things that I found, um, I throw this out there too, like uh, like I mentioned earlier, they're selling a lot of merchandise. I bought some. Well, that's huge. Like that's they're selling, huge. like that's which big. is a massive thing because that's promotion. Like people are wearing right. it, but like, oh, what's that? And because they're unique, no one ever, no one, no one else has that whip snake shirt, like a logo. Like everybody, like what is that? What is that? Um, the POL hat. It's got the branding. Um, I will try to find it. So for anybody who's sitting here, you can see it. Gorgeous hat. Absolutely gorgeous hat. Got their logo. It's it's a nice hat. I mean, it's got the, even got the POL here on the side. And yes, it's an audio podcast. So if you want to see oh. it, you have to uh, that is pretty cool. go to the YouTube channel. Very nice hat. More times than not, there was I was standing behind. Um, they didn't have enough volunteers, so there was long lines that took a long time to get through. It was raining. It was, like I said, horrible weather. And a lot of times, like, we don't have this size. People would ask for a large, like, oh, we don't have a large, we have medium, we have extra large. The hat I had to go to uh, two different places to find because they were sold out everywhere else. And then at all those places, they were like, oh, we don't have that size, but you can order it online. Well, that's the easiest thing. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. I was like, but you have people here willing to give you money. (laughs) Like, how do you run out? Like, and we're not talking about 15,000 people. Yeah, my cat is like, oh, my cat's like, you're going on a little bit long. Um, so yeah, it's just one of those things like, uh, maybe that's the cute cats. Like, all right, you're done. Um, but it was, it's one of those things I took. I'm like, I think again, growing pains first year, but we'll see. Like there's also some things like, I think there's some very experienced people behind it that I think there's some faux pas that could have been avoided. 
Um, and for most part, like with the promotion of the fighting, like and brush, I think more brushing people off because no one wants to feel like their opinion is not heard or their opinion is right. discounted or it's not right. valuable. And it's one thing to say, like, oh, you know, it's it's part of the game. Like, I don't even really know what the other aspect of that would be. But to completely brush people off and make their opinion feel like it's not valid, because you will never convince someone, I think most of our politics will prove, you will never convince someone their opinion about something is wrong. Like, it's an opinion. It's not a fact. It's an opinion. Like, I think this, if you tell me, like, I think the sky is blue, and you're like, you're wrong, it's purple, like, you're never going to convince someone that. So trying to convince someone that something that they feel is not right, that it's they're wrong for feeling that way, like, that is not a good model. You will lose people you can hope you will make those people up but i think everybody who runs a business knows it's a lot cheaper to keep a customer than it is to get a new one so you're very true there's, there's very always true. that to think of and it's not going to be that much different it's like if you know if you turn enough people off and people spread the word and be like oh you know i want that because you need people to buy that subscription because if you're running it during the season when lacrosse games are going on and lacrosse club recruiting events kids aren't going to stop wanting to get recruited because they want to go to the pol game they're not going to want right. to tell a college coach like oh i'm not going to be there this weekend because i want to see Whip snakes play. College coach is like, so do I, but I'm here. Right. Where are you? So that's right. not going to stop. So I think there's some things they probably need to iron out um, overall from my experience. But, you know, and I think we come from like, I want to see it succeed. Um, I think, you know, I, I like the idea of professionals getting paid for what they do. <laughs> I think that's just kind of a good thing to go go about. But uh, we'll see. Maybe we sit here in a year and we'll be like, you know what? They were on the cutting edge they knew what they were doing before anybody else knew what they were doing it is the biggest thing you know maybe it overtakes all these other sports we were talking about hockey and mos but you know so hopefully i'm wrong but we'll i guess we'll kind of see where it goes from here i got nothing else <laughs> that's that's my rant for the week i guess but uh it'll be interesting to see what we got so uh yeah i don't really have any like next week i'm going to the under armor games so my last okay, week, yeah my last week of travel for basically lacrosse season um, I guess I'll do a minute here to promote stuff coming up on Lax Records. I do currently have the list of the Century Club members from 2019 and 2020 on the site. So if you're not on that page already, please email me um, so I can get players added. But then after the Under Armour games, I'll have the All Lax Records and my Player of the Year. So we'll be doing all that. Um, so even though the season's over, and I know for some people their season has been over, I think Florida, their season's been over for a long time, but Massachusetts plays their championship this weekend so i have to right listen. it's it's today oh yeah it was today it was thursday um yes because they, they asked me to go to it and i almost went but i'm like i can't i can't make that 14 hour drive home yeah, that's a long, I, that's a long that drive. was that was the final straw like I, I i told my wife and i said i might go to i might go see Hingham lincoln sudbury uh i have a friend whose son plays for Hingham. yeah uh, if you've ever seen my thing where I, i've adopted Hingham as my yeah is my East Coast team. Yes, I a friend of mine's son plays for them. So, and 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 their Twitter is unbelievable. Yes, they have a fantastic Twitter. Whoever he's runs great. it is phenomenal. He's great. It's 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 great. It's yeah. like one of those awesome. Like I love how he does the game. So, uh, but that was it. So yes, you're right. It's pretty much over for high school, but the summer is just getting warmed up. I think yeah. the big NLF is this weekend. Yeah. And so that's why I have to wait until, you know, I like to wait until, like, it would be very wrong of me to release a National Player of the Year in an all Axe Records team when states are still playing their season. Or say, like, oh, this is the year-ending recap when the state's still playing. So I always wait until the last state, and then it always takes a few weeks for 
career numbers to get tallied and all that stuff. So like I usually wait a few weeks. So it'll be a little bit later this year than normally is, but it'll be sometime in July um, when all that gets released. And then, but yeah, this weekend is my, or this coming weekend is my last travel weekend of lacrosse, I think for the summer so far. Like I have some other reporters covering some stuff this summer for me, but you know, that's, I'll be honest. It'll be nice for a little bit, a little bit of a break and uh, in the usual routine, as I'm sure you can um, attest to. Because I saw how many miles you put on your truck when you posted on Twitter. <laughs> Anybody who hasn't seen it, check out Mike's Twitter account, which is a perfect segue to tell them where they can find that Twitter account. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at MFWCHI. Uh, I'm usually posting about what I'm doing. Uh, you can email me at mward at laxrecords.com. And please email. I mean, I can't tell you a lot of the emails I got, and I answer. And I'll answer it on Twitter. You know, I, I'm not shy. So please find me there. And you can find me at Lax Records, Facebook, um, Twitter, Instagram. It's youtube.com slash laxrecords for the people who are listening to the audio podcast. Um, if you want to see what the PLR hot looks like, you just have to go to YouTube <laughs> and check that out. Sorry for bringing a visual medium into an audio podcast, but <laughs> you just got to can't help when you're staring at the other person. You feel the need to justify it. Uh, so everybody, have a week. Have a good time. <laughs>